bonus episode time. He's gone. Oh my we god! Finally, it's, be it's alone. Just, it's just us two. I need to vacuum my room. <laughs> and by my room, I mean my bedroom, not yes. my room in my house that my mom owns. <laughs> by the way. So yeah, um, we just finished recording episode eleven. Um, and what we're doing now is something that we plan on doing once we start a Patreon. So we're giving you guys a free taste of bonus episode content. Uh, once we start a Patreon, uh, this will be behind a paywall, uh, that you'll get to experience and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully this will be a good way to make it good. Um, (laughs) Pixie should be in the next, uh, bonus episodes, but he had to go somewhere. So that's why we are, it's just (laughs) to go to the movies. (laughs) Yes, he had to go to the movies for Mother's Day. With his mama. Yeah. I can't say anything. I love my mom. Same. Honestly. <laughs> I would I would go to the ends of the earth for her. Absolutely. So um, I figured for this bonus episode, since we're both uh, avid gamers and we pretty much played the same games growing up, just about. Except for Ace Combat. Except for Ace Combat, yes. Uh, a lot of racing games we played similarly. I figured we would talk about our top five video games of all time. Of all time. Of all Ooh. time. Oh, baby. <laughs> Can you come up with a uh, a list that uh, quick? Probably. Yeah. I have a few contenders. Um, I oof. have I have it written down on a story that I did on a Q&A back in June of last year. <laughs> so I'm going to go to that. Take a screenshot of it just so it doesn't go away. Um... I'm probably going to base that off of what games I have the best memories with. That's pretty much the gist of it. That's not necessarily the best games. That's that's how I'm going to do it. It's all emotional attachment to me. Yeah. So So, like this isn't um, this isn't at all a um, factual list at all. (laughs) Like this is literally just going to be our opinions and how we feel about these certain games. Well, I mean, my opinion is fact. So like, oh, I'm just joking. Fucking mic drop here. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if I actually thought that? <laughs> You'd be it no different. It be anything different than my opinion. You'd be no different than any other fucking asshole on the internet. <laughs> fucking all these, all, like, that's, I think that's why the whole, like, content creator, quote unquote, like, stigma for me is so cringy. Oh, yeah. It's just because it's, like, a bunch of fucking egomaniacs always talking about how fucking great they are. I'm like, yeah, you're not really that great. Yeah, no. I'm like, and I'm not really that great. I just happen to be posting on Instagram. I don't know. <laughs> My excuse is that I enjoy creating things and making people laugh. That's that's yeah, literally exactly. the only reason. <laughs> I like teaching people things, and I like being silly. Yes. And Getting somebody really... to laugh is the greatest feeling. Like, yeah, that's, no. That's fucking amazing. That's so much fun. Uh, but do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. All right. Maybe, so... we, could, maybe we could do... We could do, like, a back and forth, maybe? Back and forth. Yeah, that's, that's what I kind of figured. Like... I don't want to talk about the top five games all at once and take up yeah, an entire like, block. Okay, now it's <laughs> just like and and then and then and then the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like my this fa- game because because reasons. <laughs> my favorite game for PlayStation um, is um, have you ever had? Um, uh, <laughs> Do you, um, I'm, I want mac and cheese. <laughs> I want chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me of that fucking reel with the guy in the plague doctor uh, mask. <laughs> <laughs> just he's sniffing and the mask is imploding in on itself. It's like sucking in on his fucking <laughs> self. Oh, fuck. Anyway, um, so my fifth favorite game of all time is I don't know if you've ever played this before, but it's Ori and the Blind Forest, the first one. Oh, yeah. I kind of played that for a little bit, and then I kind of got bored, and then I stopped playing. (laughs) So I was... It was 2015 when it came out, and I was getting ready to go to work, and it was about... I was working at Target at the time, and um, one of my my favorite um, music artists, his name is C2A, he, he's got amazing music. You should look him up. It's spelled like Sithu, like S-I-T-H-U-A-Y-E, but it's pronounced C-2-A. Mm. He makes this... He, he's got so much good music. He's got... Go look him up. He's fucking fantastic on Spotify. Anyway, I 
watched him do a stream just before I went into work and he was playing Ori in the Blind Forest. And I'm like, wow, the art in this game is beautiful. And um it's no, it's really pretty. Yeah. Uh so I ended up after work that day, I ended up picking it up on Steam and I played through the entire game uh in the next like four days in my free time. And cool. like that was one of the coolest gaming experiences I've ever had. Because the art and the uh yet mainly the art design and also the gameplay. The gameplay's fantastic. I love the way that like Ori is how controllable Ori is. Mm-hmm. And the fact that when you die you immediately respond back to the checkpoint. Like there's no downtime. Yeah. Um, oh that's cool. I like games like that a lot. Yeah. And the uh difficulty progression is really nice. Like it doesn't all of a sudden put you in a situation that's too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get into a rhythm of learning this new move and then the next few sequences in the map have you use that move to the point where you memorize it and it becomes mm. second nature. So it you progressively get better with each uh, move that you learn and it just becomes... It's it's so cool how they do it, and I loved that first game. Like I remember specifically going up to the highest point where you're overlooking the world that you're in. I say overlooking, but it, it's a it's like a Metroidvania game. So it's yeah, you're just at the highest point, and the art shows you the overlook of the entire world that you're in. And there's like a volcano in the background. I love going to like the highest point and like yeah. adventure games and like looking around. Yeah, that, that is so much fun. There's very few games that make me go wow whenever I play them. Um, yeah, no, yeah that, that's... that's definitely one of those games. Mm-hmm. I I I can't really say the same. I think I I I think I got that game during a period in my life when I kind of was not playing video games too much. Uh, okay. So I think I think that maybe I think maybe I I I remember definitely playing it and I know exactly what you're talking about. But I remember kind of also thinking, you know, I really don't have time to play this right now. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, actually, I have an idea. Yeah. What if we do five racing games and five non-racing games? Because I can't, hmm. I keep coming up with games that are like racing games. And I'm like, well, then no, because I like other games more than that. Uh, I figure we could do that. I'll do, um, my top five games of all time. And then I will do, I guess, uh, another five racing games that I really enjoy. <laughs> like we could do that. Let me, uh, let me go top five non-racing games. Okay. Um, in no particular order, are Shadow of the Colossus. Okay. That game is so fucking cool. Have you ever played it? I did not. I never got into that game. So, but I did watch Game Grumps playthrough. I was really, really into Zelda games at the time. Okay. And Zelda games, you run around... I mean, Zelda games are my absolute favorite. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, Shadow of the Colossus is incredible because, like, I remember playing Zelda games at the time, and and I remember, you know, being all, like, stoked about Twilight Princess and stuff coming out. And then I played Shadow of the Colossus, and it was like, whoa, there's no music in this game. Mm. Like, at all. Like, Yeah, it's very solemn. There is music in Shadow of the Colossus, but it only happens during, like, one of the Colossus fights. Mm -hmm. But basically, the game is just, like, for people listening. You're basically just, like, walking around this world, and there's these big giant Colossuses, Colossi, big, big motherfuckers you just gotta go and kill. And there's a strategy to fighting all of them. And basically, you're just exploring this beautiful world and figuring out how to get from place to place. And you have, like, a sword that you can, like, point in a certain direction and find these these creatures. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun. It is so pretty. So Yeah, I've heard nothing uh, but good things, especially with the uh, the remaster that came out recently. I would probably say that that is my number five uh, non-racing favorite yeah. game ever. Okay, so I guess uh, I'll, your I'll turn, turn, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So my number four game of all time, it, it's it's really weird because before one of the games on this list came out, the first, third, and fourth game on my list shared the top spot just because I liked them all equally for different reasons. Mm. Yeah. Um, but when the game that's on the number two spot on my list, which you'll hear in a few moments, came out, that split the uh, the top three for me up. Because I was like, oh my god, this game is so good. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. 
The number four game on this list for me is Portal 2. I've never played a Portal game. Oh my god, it's so much. I feel like I've you heard would they're enjoy. Amazing. I feel like you would enjoy a Portal game more than like anyone else that I Probably. regularly talk to. But I played the original Portal when it came out on the orange box for the Xbox 360, and um, I played that a little bit, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, went through it in an afternoon, and I looked it up and found that they also released Portal 2 on the 360 as well. I think. I don't mm, I don't yeah. remember if I played it first on the PC or on the Xbox 360. But playing through Portal 2, having played the first one cuz it's it goes in it's like I forgot what the lore is, but it's like hundreds of like thousands of years after the events of Portal 1. Um mm. because your character that you played as in Portal 1 uh was put into a cryogenic sleep or some kind of sleep. And um, uh, no one in the distant future, (laughs) no one ever woke you up. And uh, apparently something had because if you go deep into the lore of portal, um, (laughs) portal lore, aperture laboratories and uh, black Mesa are in the same universe. The company from the that's half life. Oh, Tells so, you how much I know. Yeah, Portal <laughs> and Half Life occur in the same universe, so everything mm. that happens in Half Life has also happened in the Portal universe. Um, gotcha. Which okay. is why, in the distant future, there's no one, like at all. So the it, distant future. Yeah, but yeah, future like I love, I love the gameplay of Portal Two. That's one of the few games that, like, when I figure out a puzzle, I'm like, "Fuck, I'm stupid." <laughs> <laughs> Ocarina of Time moment. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I also played co-op with one of my buddies. Uh, his name is Trevor. I met him like over 10 years ago online. So we, we ended up playing a bunch of games together and we played Portal 2 co-op. And I remember completing a level in the co-op mission the complete opposite way you're supposed to. Like hmm. we, we found a way to solve one of the puzzles in a way that you're not supposed to. I don't think the devs just like knew. Backwards. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, hey, yo. We were literally just minute. throwing shit at the wall, seeing what stick, what stuck. Yuck. But yeah, the number four, yeah. number four on my list is Portal 2. So let's see. I would probably say Pokemon Emerald. Nice. Uh, Pokemon Emerald or Pokemon Yellow? Yeah. That's, there's <laughs> yeah. going to be one Pokemon game in this spot. Uh, probably Emerald. Okay. I, I have a lot of fond memories playing Yellow, like on the school bus when I was going oh, home yeah. and shit. Mm. But like, I love the Pikachu that followed you around. I love that game. Yellow is the best out of the first, yes, uh, generation. Anyway, I'm definitely a, a gen gen oneer Pokemon boomer. Yeah, because <laughs> I like grew up watching like the fucking show and playing the original game and playing like Pokemon Snap and stuff. And I had all the Gen One cards. Me and my girlfriend mm-hmm. are really into the trading card game, so we know a lot about like the current Pokemon generations and all that kind of stuff. So I have a bunch of old Gen One cards still. Oh, nice! And if like, you if you look them up, you can you can sell those for a pretty penny if they're in a good condition. I, I I've thought about. I have a first generation holographic Zapdos that someone told me was worth like a thousand dollars, and I'm really like, yeah, I don't really want to get rid of that because this is like, hey, yeah. these were the ones from my childhood. Yeah, no, like, if you sell it, it's just going to go to a random collector that's going to sell it for more than you sold it for, so. Yeah, and then I just get I just get money, and I'm like, well, yeah. man, I'd rather have the memory than the yeah. money, honestly. Uh, I get yeah. nostalgic. That's why I, like, regret selling all my cool cars, is because I'm like, well, now I'm nostalgic about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd probably say Pokemon Emerald, because, like, that game, I don't think I ever played the original Pokemon through all the way. But oh. I've played Emerald through multiple times. Gotcha. And uh, I think just having... I remember, like, I have, like, one specific memory that I think about every time I think about uh, Pokemon Emerald. I remember my mom and I, it was, I think it was either the day I got it or it was not that long after I got it. I remember it was during the summer, and I remember I wasn't going to school, and I remember my mom and I and maybe my brother were going furniture shopping. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting on a couch in the Macy's furniture store in Silverdale, Washington, where my mom got the couch that we got 
for our house, like mm-hmm. there, like it was like a, it was a Macy's furniture gallery. And I remember sitting on a couch in that store and I played Pokemon Emerald there for like a few hours. Oh, wow. Because I remember my mom was like, I'm going to go try to get this couch. I'm going to go like, I mean, what, what year was it? 2008 or something? Could be, yeah. It was basically like a time when child abduction wasn't really a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) So like my mom, like, I'm pretty sure my mom like left me in the store to go across the street to go to the other store with me and my brother. And I just sat on the couch and I played Pokemon Emerald for like three hours. Hell yeah. And then I remember that she was like, okay, we're ready to go. She was like, you want to go get, she was like, you want to go to Red Robin now? And I'm like, yay, Red Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Red Robin is such like a nostalgia trip for me because. Hell yeah. It was just like, it was like, there was the mall, there's the Kitsap Mall in Silverdale. And then there was like the Red Robin was like the restaurant in Silverdale. Have you not gone to a Red Robin recently? I've been to Red Robin very recently. Okay. It's definitely dropped off. Um, gotcha. I think it's the decoration inside of the store. Anyway, what's your number three then? Number what's three? your number three? So my number yes. three game of all time is uh, a racing game called F-Zero GX. GX. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, GX is cool. So that wasn't my that wasn't my first taste of the F-Zero universe because uh, I went to a family reunion um, and they had a... Nintendo Entertainment System, like mm. yeah, just the OG. On, yeah, they had a one of those just sitting on a tube TV, and I was like, "Hey, can I play that?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure." Um, and one of the games because I was all I played was racing games at the time, so I was like, "Oh, hey, here's a racing game, F Zero. Okay, let me plug that in." And I got to experience Mode Seven for the first time. E. Uh, when I was, I want to say six, seven years old. I think that's when that was happening really does Um, a lot to a motherfucker (laughs) yeah it does if anybody doesn't know what mode 7 is it's a way they did pseudo 3d graphics on the nes (laughs) was it the nes or the snes it might have been the snes i don't remember the gotcha because i it 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 was the snes because i remember the controller was curved it it was like a curve kind of it wasn't a box it wasn't a box so um, SNES. It was on the SNES. It was on the SNES. And uh, SNES. They had it, mode seven graphics. There's like pseudo 3D, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool. These are really hard to control. Why do I keep hitting the wall and exploding?" Oh god. Oh god. Millie. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she was grabbing the microphone. But yeah, it was it, the it was extremely hard to control, and um, I kept running into the wall and exploding, and I couldn't finish a race because of my seven year old fucking motor skills couldn't <laughs> couldn't deal with older technology because I'd been playing the N sixty four every single day, which is unfortunate because like I had the N sixty four back in ninety seven ninety eight, and I never saw F zero X. I never was able to get F zero X. Um, F-Zero X is fucking sick. I I ended up getting it, I want to say, a couple of years ago because it was at a second in Charles. And I, I started playing it. I'm like, wow, I've never noticed 60 FPS on an N64 game before. It was mm-hmm. so smooth. It was so fucking cool. Um, I love N64 graphics. Yeah. It's, it's fucking I, awesome. It beat the hell of a lot of new, gra- new game graphics. Millie, but, that is your um, tail. Is, You're it, biting your own tail. <laughs> He's literally. Hang on, let me send you. Okay. But yeah, it was a uh, 2003, and I remember after playing um, the original F Zero that I was like, if they ever make a new F Zero with better controls, I will play the shit out of it. And that's what happened in 2003. They made F Zero GX for the GameCube, and I bought it, and it became my favorite racing game of all time. Yeah, that's um, a fucking cool ass game. Like I loved the uh, the way that you are able to once you unlock uh, a racing craft. Uh, you can go into the menus and you can look at a full, like, 3D model of the racing machine. Yes. And, and the, it's it's so cool. I was able to be like, wow, there's, there's a lot of detail in this for 2003. But yeah, I, I played the shit out of it. And what's hilarious is that game is known for its extremely hard difficulty. Because I tried to play the story mode and it was so hard that I couldn't get past mission four until i was how old was i in 2003 i was 10 in 2003 because my birthday's in december so i turned 10 in 
2002. Oh, and I was 10 all the way through 2003 until December. You were and 10 all the way through 2003? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, Fuck, I wasn't I wasn't 10 I wasn't joking <laughs> I wasn't 10 halfway through 2003 and then turned 11 um, I was 10 in 2005 <laughs> ah, okay yeah <laughs> but so I couldn't finish the story mode of f-zero GX back when I was 10 it wasn't until I was 19 before I could beat f-zero GX mm-hmm. like I had to wait for my motor skills to get better <laughs> um yeah that's like like, that's how fucking hard that game was uh but yeah uh number three of all time f-zero gx i love that game and it oh my god so side side tangent Mm -hmm. um they made a arcade cabinet for f-zero gx i don't know if you've ever seen that before it's called f-zero ax oh i haven't heard of that so um it's literally like a cruising usa or cruising world uh racing cabinet except some of them have motion and it's got like this really futuristic steering wheel where the boost button is where the horn would be. That sounds fucking awesome. It's so cool. And I didn't get to race one until I want to say 2014. So like 12 years or 11 years after the game came out. So it's 2015 because it was 12 years after the game came out. Gotcha. Because they were so rare. Like F-Zero, there's like maybe four that work in the entire U.S. right now. Cool. Um, but back in the day, back in 2015, there was one at Walt Disney World uh, in the contemporary. Yeah. And I was able to experience that for the only time in my life that I've been able to experience it so far. That's I have so fucking cool. I have learned, though, um, I've got family in Indianapolis, and there is a arcade in Indianapolis, Indiana, that has four of them. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, so... Like, hey, can I... Uh... Can so I, next time I, I go to Indianapolis, I, I'm going to that arcade so I can experience it. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 my You're uh, like yeah. <laughs> that's my story of F Zero. I love F Zero. All right, so what's yeah, your second. number three? Right? Yeah, number three non-racing game. Hmm. I don't know. Probably Skyrim. Oh yeah, I have a buddy who's replayed that game like 20 times. I've replayed it three times, I mm-hmm. believe, and it's pretty fucking fun. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's. I almost need to go like look at my games to like oh, think yeah. about what games are my favorite. <laughs> and, uh, I I tried to play Skyrim and I got to the point in the beginning where you get to the cave where the uh, frostbite spiders are. Oh, that's like all the caves. Yeah, and I noped out. I did. I the, didn't play anymore after that point. The repetition in Skyrim is a little annoying. Mm-hmm. But like, if you. If you spend a lot of time just going to a lot of the different cities in the game, like if you don't really follow the storyline, but rather just like follow where the cities are. Yeah. And you just go and like find quests and do a bunch of dumb stuff. Like then it's pretty fun. But like, I don't know. There's kind of so much to do in the game that it's kind of just seems like chores. Yeah. That's kind of how Skyrim feels a lot, but it's still super fucking fun. And I still go back and replay it for like days at a time sometimes yeah my buddy that's replayed it so much he was like dude you're into vr they just released skyrim vr and i'm like i don't want to see a full-size frostbite spider in front of me what are you fucking (laughs) that's completely understandable (laughs) that's like the big reason my mom doesn't like that game like do you want me to die in real life like (laughs) my mom likes that game she just doesn't like the spiders my mom is actually on like a national leaderboard oh wow for like highest ranked players in that game ever that's fucking awesome like in the top 25 or some shit hell yeah in in like the world because you like discovered a cheat that you can like l- like level your level up oh wow like level like fucking 400 some shit i don't know god damn but yeah what's your what's what's your what's your number number what number my two? number two so my top my number two game of all time uh i made a video about this game on my youtube channel so if you go to serrated mobius you'll see that the video game project no it's project wingman oh yeah Uh, so i have a video called project wingman is the game of my dreams because i explained it in the video but essentially back when i played ace combat when i was a kid i imagined myself being in the cockpit of the plane and looking around looking around and seeing everything that i was flying by and i figured that would be the best way to experience this kind of game and that sounds fucking awesome 
and then Project Wingman comes out with native VR capability. And you're like, oh, fuck. Playing Project Wingman's campaign for the first time entirely in VR was one of my favorite gaming experiences ever. I fucking bet. That shit sounds incredible. It was, oh my gosh, man. Like, I, I still... It's it it still gives me goosebumps when I think about it because like seeing everything happen in front of you from your like bird's eye view in in the mm-hmm. cockpit of the plane and because because the way Ace Combat games work this is a Project Wingman is a fan game fans of Ace Combat made this game the way they want an Ace Combat game to be pl- like made and played which is why it's such a love letter to the genre mm-hmm. and playing through that that kind of game is like there's no cutscenes, there's no like pre-scripted pre-rendered moments or anything like that it all happens in real time all of the events happen in real time in front of you so it's like you're actually experiencing it yeah and uh a game like that in vr gives you that oh shit fuck shit's happening mm-hmm. like like shit's going down it gives you that feeling it has and, like you get like the feeling of risk almost. Yeah, in and a video it, game, it's one of the coolest fucking games I've ever played in my life. Like, if if I didn't have such an emotional attachment to the number one game of all time, which I'm pretty sure you guys know what it is by this point, if you know me, Project Wingman would be in the top spot. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, but yeah, no, Project Wingman is such a good game and it's made by fans of the ace combat series which is absolutely incredible mm-hmm. um i i That's fucking awesome now that i've got my new computer i want to hook up my vr to it again and see how good the graphics are compared to my old computer because before i had to like limit how oh yeah how good you the graphics turn were everything down yeah because it was in a computer from 2012 running on a graphics card from 2017. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that doesn't really work. <laughs> it, it didn't. If I tried to upscale the graphics, I would have like five FPS. So it was, I had to really scale everything down and it was kind of blurry, but I didn't care because it was, I was experiencing these games the way I wanted to experience them. So it was, um, it was, it was one of the greatest gaming experiences of all time. And I'm about to have, another amazing playthrough with even sharper graphics thanks to my new computer here so i'm um, fucking excited for you buddy yeah, i'm looking forward to playing that hell game yeah again the campaign again also news for those who care um playstation vr 2 ps vr 2 will have project wingman on the ps5 so if you oh, have a ps5 if you have a PS5 with PlayStation VR 2, get Project Wingman and experience that game. It is so fucking good. It, you don't have to play any of the Ace Combat games before to understand what's going on because it's it's in its own universe. So pick up Project Wingman, play the shit out of it, play it in PSVR if you can handle it, and oh my god, it's so good. Like I can't recommend it enough. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I need to play I need to play it. <laughs> yes, I feel you do. like. Yes, you do. Like, um, it's got the full-on, like, Ace Combat, stupid, campy, out-of-this-world ridiculous kind of story. So it's it's everything that I want in a game. It's so ridiculous. It's so fun. Plus, yeah. you get to have 80 missiles. You have a plane that has 80 missiles, and you can, do, you, you can do 80 G turns for, like, 10 full minutes. It's fucking fantastic. Right? 80. <laughs> 80 G. It would just completely kill somebody who was oh, yeah. flying. You know, no, you're you play as a bloodless mute psychopath. That's that's any ace combat protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> psychopath. Yes. Um but yes, what's your number two game? Non racing game. Well, the thing is, is I kind of just like it's a Zelda game for sure. It's okay. a Zelda game, but number one is also a Zelda game. So it's like uh, Well, I mean, I'm kind of going with the same thing because number one will be in the same genre as number two for me. So it's like there's four Zelda games that are like unlike any other. It's Ocarina of Time, Majora's yeah. Mask, uh, Twilight Princess, and Wind Waker for me. I love mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, but like I can't have all five top five of my games just be Zelda games. But I think my favorite Zelda game. Well, my let me just say my second favorite Zelda game of all time is. Majora's Mask. Okay. And Majora's Mask was kind of, I think 
Well, Majora's Mask was the first Zelda game that I ever played. I played it because my brother got Majora's Mask before Ocarina of Time, back mm-hmm. when the N64 came out. He bought an N64... Well, my mom or my, my, my brother's dad bought an N64 for my brother for Christmas in 1999, I think. Okay. The same... same pretty sure it was the same... Christmas that my dad bought me a PS1 and Hot Wheels Turbo Racing. Okay, yeah. But my mom bought, I'm pretty sure my mom bought Alex the N64, and the N64 came with Majora's Mask, but it Mm -hmm. didn't come with Ocarina of Time. And I remember my brother had to get Ocarina of Time a few years later and used because he couldn't find a new one for some reason. Gotcha. And then he got a rumble pack and stuff like that, but... I liked Majora's Mask more than Ocarina of Time. I've played Ocarina of Time way more times than Majora's Mask because it's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But Majora's Mask is so much cooler, I think. Oh wow! It's like the mm-hmm. it's like the redheaded stepchild Zelda <laughs> game because <laughs> it's just it's so specific. It's so weird. Yeah. You know, the only game that I've ever played in the Zelda uh, franchise was um, Ocarina of Time on the 3DS, and I didn't really, mm-hmm. I didn't really play it that much, just because I didn't grow up it's with not it. The same. So, yeah, I didn't grow up with it, so I didn't have the nostalgic, you know, attachment to it. Yeah, and I was just playing it as a fresh face, and I'm like, like if you if you sit down and play it like from start to finish, it's fucking, it's it's unlike anything yeah, else but i'll like, have to because like i said i didn't grow up with it so i'm trying to be like i don't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> at the time i didn't feel like learning new like gameplay mechanics and stuff like that i just wanted to play stuff that i knew well the thing the thing about the older zelda games is is they're so mechanically simple okay like there's no you don't jump you, you run towards an edge and then the game determines whether you fall or you jump. Usually you jump, <laughs> but sometimes you fall because sometimes the surface has like a ladder or whatever. But you just run to the edge and it, it jumps for you. Interesting. So it, it doesn't have like an up jump function. There's only kind of one button for attacking with your sword. And then items you just kind of use the yeah. button you equip it to and then use that item. Being a Banjo Kazooie kid, that's gonna be weird. See, I never played Banjo Kazooie. I never yeah. played. I I played. Uh, well, you know what? I'm gonna change my answer. Okay. I'm gonna say basically my number two choice is the three disc special edition version of the Jack and Daxter franchise. Ooh. Okay. I forgot about that franchise. Uh-huh. So like. For PlayStation 3, you can get a disc that has all three Jack and Daxter games remastered on one disc. Wow. So I'm going to say that's my number two. Okay. And then, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And then number you one is Majora's Mask? You, number one is basically all the Zelda games. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pick one. Yeah. I literally can't pick between Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, or Breath of the Wild. Gotcha. Or Wind Waker. Or Ocarina of Time. They're all my favorite. Hell yeah. I can't, I can't pick between those those. Five. Mm-hmm. So this is a top five where my top five is is four, and then the number <laughs> one is five games, and then and then there's five more racing games. It's a bonus. It's a free bonus episode. People can't <laughs> complain because my ADHD brain go burn. <laughs> All right, well, I'll uh, I'll top it off. Before we get into the racing game discussion, I will top it off with my number one game of all time, which... Uh, Ace Combat 4. Yes, correct. Three, four. <laughs> Ace Combat 4. My, my username is Serrated Mobius. That's where the Mobius comes from, is Ace Combat 4. I that love was, that for you. <laughs> that was my first, that was my first uh, exposure to the Ace Combat series, uh, playing Ace Combat 4 as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old. And um, I played it so fucking much dude like <laughs> we got it in oh two oh one yeah we, we got it in oh one shortly after it was released and it was the only game that i regularly went back to and continuously completed the campaign over and over again all mm-hmm. the way to the point where in 2004 and 2005 i played the missions on the exact day that they were supposed to happen in game whoa so the game was released in 2001 and uh in universe it shares the same year that like our earth does 
but in yeah. the uh, Ace Combat world, it's called Strange Real. So all the countries look different geographically, and they have different mm. political borders and all that kind of stuff. Uh, all the countries are named similarly to the ones here on Earth, but they're they're slightly different. Like the uh, Spain, the the one that's supposed to be Spain is called Sapin. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah Ace Combat for it. Uh, it's like but, they don't want to get copyright striked by the countries. Right. <laughs> no, Spain's going to take us down. Meanwhile, all the planes are licensed from like Lockheed Martin and Grumman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember a game, uh, like a mobile game uh-huh. that had planes in it. I'm, I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was called like Sky Pilot or something. It probably was. That game was awesome. Yeah, so it's 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 a, it's a completely different world. Uh, where was I going with this? So, oh yeah, so like w- when it actually happens. So the world shares the same year that mm-hmm. we do. Like it's in the same like timeline kind of, but it's a completely different planet. Yeah. Like the whole story of the game is back in 1999 an asteroid uh threatens the world with like human extinction. Like it's going to mm-hmm. hit the planet. Um but it ends up breaking up in the atmosphere, orbiting the planet for a little bit and just generally sends asteroids all around the planet to like oh shit yeah it's it's a big deal to the point where a bunch of countries end up creating these giant super weapons to combat all the asteroid fragments Hmm. there's a couple weapons called stonehenge and megalith and they're all stonehenge is this giant fucking eight gun like railgun battery that is like four kilometers wide holy Um, fuck and the guns are, I want to say, like, 30 stories tall, 40 stories tall, something like that. Holy fuck. And they that shoot awesome. They shoot four-foot-wide projectiles at Mach <laughs> fucking 10. And that gun in the game shoots at your face. <laughs> it's one of the greatest gameplay experiences I've ever had in my life. And it, what I'm getting at is with the whole, like, they share the same year timeline that real world does is that the game takes place in 2004 and 2005 like it's released it's released in 01 takes place in 2004 and 2005 and i played this game so much we're, we're going back to the original point that i was trying to make i've played the game so much that in 04 and 05 i played all the missions on the exact same day that they would have happened gotcha and going further uh ace combat 4 again exposed me to the ace combat game series and then when five came out i bought that played the shit out of it when zero came out i played that i got that played the shit out of it and when ace combat six came out for the xbox 360 that game was the reason why i bought a 360 and it had multiplayer what's really cool is this september or october excuse me this october i am doing i'm going to a meetup of all of the friends that i made playing Ace Combat 6 back in 09 and 2010. We have this huge meetup plan. Fuck yeah. So Ace Combat has been the defining game series in my life to the point where I've made real-life, lifelong friends because of the game. And the fact that just it's the only game series, other than some racing games, it's the only game series that I've ever played where it's given me like this huge like emotional reaction to the story and giving me some of the best gameplay experiences I've ever had in my life. So yeah, Ace Combat 4 is my number one game of all time for many different reasons because the game for me is so good and all of the like the ripple effect of me playing that game all the way to today has resulted in from. So yeah, that's my number one game of all time is Ace Combat 4. Fuck yeah. That sounds... I need to play it. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. Um, I'm sure you can emulate it. Um, I, I don't know if like the emulation or is it, do you stream from an actual PS2? Well, I mean, I have a capture card and I have, I, I, I'm a, I don't like PC games. Okay. Yeah. Really? Uh, so I just, I mean, I, I grew up playing the consoles. I mean, I have mm-hmm. a console still and they're still, they still work just fine. So gotcha. I figured if, I say, if you have a PS2 or if you don't have a PS2, pick one up and you can go to like any Second and Charles or any like game store that sells old games. And if you go to the PlayStation 2 section of the games, you're more than likely find one of the they call it the Holy Trinity of Ace Combat mm-hmm. games. So you'll you'll more than likely find Ace Combat four or five or zero there. Fuck yeah. Um, zero. Yeah. That's where Pixie comes from. That's where Pixie gets his name is Ace Combat Zero. Oh, yeah, I thought Pixie got his name because he's a little man baby. I mean, 
<laughs> <laughs> that's kind of why uh, people were calling him Pixie, I guess. If you remember the first episode of our podcast. Yeah. That's why people were calling him Pixie, and then he played Ace Combat Zero, and he just stuck with it. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, mm. is fucking awesome. That's fucking sick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's go into racing game discussion now of the bonus. Racing episode. games. All right. Uh, well, the first racing game I ever played was Hot Wheels Turbo Racing. Yeah. So that's a fucking good one. I played, the, like I said in the podcast before, I played the N64 version with the... <laughs> with the shittier The fucking... subpar soundtrack, yeah. The fucking soundtrack in that game is so fun. Mm-hmm. I need to send you a video of like what it actually sounded like on the N64 version. <laughs> Sounds just terrible. <laughs> uh, now, is this going to be a retro uh, racing game discussion? Because those are pretty much the good ones from back in the well, day. Well, yeah. Because modern really... racing games are kind of losing their soul. No, yeah. It kind of just feels like not... Oh, it's not... you weren't there, man. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> like old games are just i think i stopped becoming interested in like new game franchises around the time the ps3 came out okay yeah well actually that's not true probably around the time the ps4 came out uh, so like oh, the ps4 like it was 2011 like, 2012 i remember like people were like oh the fucking like you can't disconnect the ps4 from the internet and it's got to stay on all the time oh blah, yeah blah, the blah. always online and like, shit and yeah. i'm like man i don't give a fuck about that shit i don't play <laughs> online games i tell you what though the one racing game mechanic that i'm glad doesn't exist anymore is that fucking countdown clock the count oh like the uh the checkpoint shit yeah from like because <laughs> my first racing game that really? i ever played was cruising usa and it had that shit and that made it so artificially hard because while I was learning, I couldn't finish the race because I couldn't get to the checkpoint in time. So I, I'm glad that fucking. Yeah, I'm glad that shit's over. Yeah. Um, of course, well, my skills have gotten better to the point where it won't even matter anymore now. But it also kind <laughs> yeah. of it also kind of limited the exploration aspect that old racing games had. Yeah, because I don't know. Oh, if yeah, you... that's why that's why they didn't. They didn't want you looking around. Yeah. Have you ever played um, San Francisco Rush? I have not. So San Francisco Rush, there's some racing maps where if you go off of the track, you'll find like this secret area Ooh. that you can just play around in, which one is also extremely hard because if you blow your car up, which is very easy to do, you get like thrown back to the uh, racetrack all the way back. Gotcha. So you have to like, you're like, you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. I gotta blow my nose. I never thought about it as a kid, but like San Francisco Rush has like moon gravity. So it, <laughs> it, it kind of like you're going, you're racing around and all of a sudden you go off a ramp and you're in the air for like seven minutes. It's <laughs> <laughs> seven minutes. <laughs> it's an exaggeration, <laughs> but yeah, like, <laughs> like you'll, you'll hit a bump and all of a sudden you're flying for some reason. Like they didn't. They didn't program Need gravity Speed correctly. Pro Street is. Need, for, <laughs> Need for Speed Pro Street. I love that game. Yeah. Uh, man. I say I could talk Need, about well, racing games for like. Hours. Need for Speed Pro Street. Need for Speed Carbon. Need for mm-hmm. Speed Hot Pursuit Two. Um, which well, one? Let me go in order. Which one was the Need for Speed that was trying to be a sim racing game? Need for Speed Shift. I Shift. like that game. Oh fuck! No, Shift the first cool. The first time I played Shift. I that was the first time I've ever experienced like the screen turning like it would be like turning your head for you. Yeah, they call it a there's something it's called like cinematic uh variable cinematic or something. I forget yeah. what they call it. I I understand that you could turn it off, but like the first time I experienced it, I'm in the cockpit view cuz I had a like a play seats that I had a steering wheel and pedal setup hooked onto. Yeah, and I expected it to be static, and when the screen moved to the side, I went. Hat. Like, I wasn't ready for that. Stop, please, don't do that. Also, on a side note, um, I bought Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, and like I've only played classic racing games on my streaming channel. Yeah. And I'm about to be like, no more classic racing games. We're just playing old games and no. new Zelda game now. Because, like, I have so many... I posted that picture that I got it on my story, and so many people are like, you're going to stream it, right? Are you going to stream it? Please tell me you're going to stream it. And I'm like, man... Uh, uh. 
<laughs> like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I kind of want this game to be just like a just me kind of game. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Zelda games are so special to me. Yeah, I got you. And I'm just like, hey, Sasha. I feel like if I streamed Ace Combat 4, I would be insufferable, like, explaining everything. <laughs> just, like, mansplaining the whole game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh... Fuck. I would also only play the campaign in the F-22, and the first mission will last, like, all of two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, we're done here. <laughs> uh, what's another racing game that I played the shit out of? Oh, do, Sasha, do, did on. you ever play Beetle Adventure Racing? Oh my god. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we talked about this on the podcast. I don't remember. I think but, we did, Yeah, but I don't, I don't think I've played that one. Yeah, I, I played the shit out of it. It was... It was supposed to advertise the new Beetle that came yeah. out back in the 90s mm-hmm. and early 2000s. And, uh, yeah, it was like 1999 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was, that, was, that was an interesting game. What's really funny is that it was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the racing mechanics were actually really cool. And there was, mm-hmm. like I said, for uh, San Francisco Rush, there was a bit of an exploration kind of thing for it. Yeah. So. That's kind of fun. I'll have to so, check that out. Yeah, it's 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 if you can find it, it's such a good game to play. It's it's so wacky. Like you'll I, I need to I need to find a bunch of racing games and buy them. I'll give you a full them. list. Like I have I'll I'll just send you a picture of all the N64 games that I played because I still have them. <laughs> and uh that'll be a good list to go by. Mm. Yeah, Beetle Adventure Racing was wacky cuz you would like play through the first couple of tracks and they were all normal and everything like that. And all of a sudden you'd unlock a track where you're driving through like this uh island and all of a sudden there's a t-rex getting ready to chop your fucking car in half sounds like hot wheels yeah but more scary because n64 graphics beetle adventure racing was weird um what was another game that i played a lot hot wheels turbo racing was a big one mario kart 64 i ain't i've played mario kart 64 like once ever yeah that was that was I played that a shit ton, and I never got good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's hard as fuck. Sasha turned 15 the other day. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I forgot to get her a little party hat, and... but I bought her a bunch of toys. Um, Need for Speed Pro Street is another one for me. That game is so fucking fun. Yeah. Like, you get you just, like, modify the shit out of your car. Like, you're like Ryan Cooper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would love to build the Ryan Cooper S13 in real life. <laughs> like, I don't really give a fuck about any uh, like S13s at all. Really, I think they I look gotcha. cool. I'm not a bit. I'm not a drift. I'm not really a huge nah, fan of I. drifting. I don't really. I don't really care. I like, like grip racing a lot. If I was at a Formula Drift event, I'd watch the shit out of it. But oh it's... yeah, no, totally. I love going to drift events and I love watching drifting. But drifting is something that I kind of really have no interest in competing in. Oh yeah, no. Or I have more fun. Doing... Like I'm a huge i racing guy. I I play i racing with my friends a lot, and I'm big into just grip racing because I love. Yeah, grip racing is my fave. Mm-hmm. I like the feeling of being like like simulated racing. You know what? I had this thought back like ten years ago. Um, <laughs> what Same. What does it say about me that like? let's just say like a regular platformer video game or some kind of adventure video game. I hate repetitive gameplay mechanics so much to the point where if I run across one in one of those games that I'll just stop and turn it off and throw it away. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But my favorite genre of game is racing where you're doing the same lap. You're literally only (laughs) repeating when you repeat stuff, repeat stuff, repeat Mm -hmm. stuff, repeat stuff. Um, and one of my friends from back in the day commented on because I made it a Facebook post because that's what you do back in 2010, 2011. And, <laughs> yeah. And he For was like, there's old. nothing repetitive about improving your lap time over exactly. and over again. And I was like, ah, that, yeah, that makes sense because you're constantly racing yourself, I guess. You're constantly trying to improve what you can do. And mm-hmm. when you can get to the point where you're lapping extremely consistently to the point where like I can do... If I'm in a like good practice session, I can do like 10 laps in a row within 0.3 seconds of each other. Yeah. That's how that's kind of how I am with the Nurburgring and Gran Turismo yep. VR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like um 
there's like a Red Bull car you can you can drive on the Gran Turismo Nurburgring or whatever in Gran Turismo Sport. Yeah. And like that game, you could you could be going off the road and you'll beat the real life track record. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so fuck fucking fast. Um, let's see, what's another good one for me? I said Pro Street. Um, F Zero X. Yes. Mm-hmm. What am I? No, what am I at? Number three. Number three, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just riffing off of your like choices. That's, that's oh all yeah. yeah. F Zero X is like. That's like the the one of the racing games that got me into like not realistic racing games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like super like that game needs more synth wave in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I uh, will say this before any of our um before any of our listeners say you should try wipeout. I did. I hate it. Wipeout? Because, yeah. Burnout. Um, no, wipeout. It's uh on the PlayStation. Wipeout is another hovercraft racing game. Mm. You ever played Hydro Thunder? <laughs> so Hydro rem- Thunder. Remember me talking about uh, my friend that I played one of my games with? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about. So this. I met him on Hydro Thunder Hurricane for the Xbox 360. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a sequel. Yeah. So on the Xbox 360, they had this summer of arcade promotion in I want to say 2010. And That's cool. one of the games was Hydro Thunder Hurricane, which is a a brand new Hydro Thunder game. And I had my sim racing rig. I hooked it up to my Xbox 360 and I destroyed everybody except for this one dude who we always finished right next to each other within like 0.001 seconds of each other every single race. And we became cool. friends. We're, awesome. we're still friends to this day. His name's Trevor. Like I go to see him sometimes every once in a while. Trevor! He's Shout out Trevor. He's one of the mods on my Discord that I rarely ever go to anymore. I I got a couple people in my inbox saying that I should have a that I should have like a Discord server. You, it's it's generally like what uh content creators do now. If if you have a big enough following, you can start a Discord. I just haven't been But like uh, what do you do? What happens? It's basically I don't even know. you basically just make it. You get a bunch of people that um you trust to do like moderation, so people don't. It doesn't become like a uh far right hub that's, that's, where people like a fucking share classified information, child like, <laughs> porn and shit, and like yeah. fucking like a bunch of scary things. Yeah, like I've had to ban people from my Discord for like open misogyny. So yeah, no, I. I take a very, very big offense to misogynistic people. Yeah, I don't I don't tolerate that shit. Well I'm on what am I on? Three? Four. Yeah. So number four for me is probably Midnight Club three dub edition. Ooh, I've heard a lot about that game. That game is fucking fun as hell. Mm-hmm. That game has like the most at the time it was probably the most customization you could do in a game mm-hmm. for cars. Like you could change like the license plate. Oh wow. You could change like the the color of your underglow. You could like the brand of your exhaust, shit like that. Like you could pick like your own tires, and you could like. Wow. Did you ever play any of the Need for Speed games that had auto sculpt? So, n- not auto sculpt. The only Need for Speed game that I played a lot of that did a lot of customization was the first Need for Speed Underground. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great one too. God yeah. damn, there's so I many good ones. I never played the second one, and the second one is what everybody like remembers. Underground two, I have the same kind of thing. Like Underground is amazing, and Underground two is kind of just okay. But Underground two, you had like free roam mode and all that. Yeah. But like when Underground two came out, was also when Midnight Club three Dub Edition came out, and I didn't ah. really care about Underground because I had Dub Edition. Mm-hmm. And Dub Edition was fucking crazy. Like what, what, in good. in Midnight Club Dub Edition, you could you could have hydraulics on your cars. Ooh, and you could basically like you could drive around with your your hydraulics at full lift, and your car would like you could like drive around, and your car was just really bouncy. It was so much fucking fun. <laughs> That's cool. Um, what was the car that you mained in uh the first in Dub Edition? No, in the in, first. Oh, and. Um, I feel like I had a different car for every genre of racing. Ah, uh, okay. Like I had, I definitely had, I definitely remember starting with a Dodge Neon. Okay. Because I remember like they had this thing where if you won a race, your car was featured on a cover of a magazine. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I fully like went into the immersion of, hey, I'm known for this one car. I'm going to stick with this one car. Um, yeah, like I remember there was like an EK Civic sedan yeah. or whatever. I picked the Miata. That was the that was Miata. my car that I raced was the uh, old, I think it was an NB in the game. I don't know if it was an NA with the uh, pop-up headlights. I think it was just an NB. I'm, I'm going to just look up the Need for Speed Underground. Car list. Car list. 20 fully customizable cars. There's 20 of them only. That feels so I remember little. the Celica being in that game, too. The Celica was in it. There was an e- EK... No, it was an EK Coupe, I believe. Integra 19- Type R. Yep. Dodge Neon. Uh, 2000 SI Coupe. So, yeah, it was an EJ or e- uh, EM1 or whatever the fuck it is. Yep, it was the 1999 MX-5 Miata. So, it was an MB. It wasn't ENA. They had the RX-7, the Eclipse, Lancer, 240SX... 350 Focus, ZX3, Fucking RX- Nissan I Sentra. <laughs> I remember the FD RX7 was my yep. favorite drift car, which is kind of funny because that's not really a drift car in real life. I mean, it is, but like... And the Supra's in it. I forgot about that. Yeah, the Supra, Salica, Golf GTI, mm-hmm. Peugeot 206 GTI. I remember the 206 was a badass car. Yeah, not too many cars. No. I remember like the Civic SI and like what was like the big bad boy car in that game? I think it was the Supra. The Supra was the one that was at the very end. Um, <laughs> bonus cars. <laughs> I like how in the unplayable vehicles list, there's a fucking Bowen 737. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't drive that one. No. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, yeah, Underground 1 was super fun. Um, pro, I think Need for Speed Carbon is my favorite Need for Speed game because gotcha. there's a there's like a separate mission mode, and in one of those missions you can drive a dump truck, mm. and you can just like destroy cop cars in that game. <laughs> like you great. run them over like a train, <laughs> so fucking fun. And then obviously number one is Gran Turismo Four. Like, yeah, that's that is my favorite racing game of all time. Gran Turismo Four. Period. There is not a better one. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what in in my opinion one of the racing games that I have a really fond memory with um, was the first Forza god I I forgot what the fuck is the open world Forza game called Horizon yeah the first Forza Horizon I I the the first Forza game I got was Horizon 3 oh okay the Hot Wheels the Hot Wheels one yeah that shit's pretty cool I played Forza when Forza 2 came out in like 07, Ooh. 08. Um, Hell yeah. So Old I got school. Forza. I, I, I played Forza 2, Forza 3, Forza 4. And then when Forza Horizon 1 came out, I played that more than the motorsports games. Motorsports um, 7 is super cool. But I feel like the original Forza Horizon was the last completely original, like, racing ip i i don't know what i'm saying here but it's the last it's one of the last racing games that has that old racing game feel where it was like not exactly simulation but it also had its own like soul kind of thing Mm -hmm. because like if you play a modern forza horizon it feels synthetic i want to say like it, it feels like every other game with a loot box system now or you're just grinding and doing whatever the game allows you to for the first forza horizon felt like you were actually at a festival and you were driving around and it it it, it, i i don't know how to describe that feeling but it was i i greatly enjoyed that like i Mm -hmm. i played the shit out of it man so fuck yeah but i never played any of the games are cool I never played any of the uh, Gran Turismo games, really. Uh, the only time they I ever played... They are so good. <laughs> the only time I ever played them was when I was over at a friend's house, and that's what they had. Gotcha. So That's kind of what Forza was for me. <laughs> yeah. And I remember driving like a car in Forza 3 on the Nürburgring, and I was like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> I was like, this isn't realistic at all. <laughs> it's kind of like a Nickelodeon kid talking to a Cartoon Network kid. Yeah, he's like, ew, don't talk to me. Dude, fuck. <laughs> Like you play the worst game than me. <laughs> <laughs> Any but, other thing you want to discuss before we uh, end this episode? 
I wonder how Pixie's doing. I, I think he's doing okay. He's out enjoying a movie, so. Goober man. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go uh, hang out with family. So that's what I'm That's what I'm going to go do now. I'm going to try to convince my mom to go somewhere out to dinner. Ooh, that'd be nice. That'd be really For nice. For Mother's Day. I'm trying Hell to. Yeah. She's, she's just like, no, I got to get yard work done. I'm like, mom, <laughs> you can get yard work done tomorrow. Today, today is your day. I'm here. Today yes. is the day that I'm here. <laughs> but yeah, thank you everybody for listening to this bonus episode of Flag Time where we didn't talk at all about cars uh working on them. We talked about cars, but virtual ones. Um virtual cars. <laughs> so uh this will be your taste of free bonus content. Any other bonus episode now will be behind a paywall because we are going to end up after the first season of uh, flag time during the second season we're going to make a patreon so yeah. g- be on the lookout for that cool stuff and uh yeah i'd be like support it if you think we're cool yeah please support us if you if you like us and want us to continue making this stuff because we barely have any time with our jobs we still work for full-time jobs we, we, we barely have time to do any of this shit um yeah so if you want to support us <laughs> if you want to support us please do uh, the Patreon will be up in the next couple months, probably. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you guys so much for listening to us, following us on uh, yes. Instagram at Flagtime Podcast. Follow Stirworks at Stirworks on Instagram. Follow me at Serrated Mobius on Instagram and my YouTube. Uh, go watch Stirworks' stream whenever it's up. Is that on Twitch? It's on Twitch. It's v- kind of rare because I work a lot and. Yeah. Sometimes I don't get home in time to stream when people are awake. So it ends up being at like late. My it's time. late on the West Coast, which is like. It's late on the West Coast. So it's like, yeah, people in like. People in Europe are like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but like, not anyone who's local to me or local to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everybody on the East Coast who has jobs is sleeping whenever you're streaming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's their loss, really. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I'm working yeah, on it. We will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, bye-bye.